helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. In today's show, Michael will be using the biblical passage from Jeremiah 9 verses 21 to 24 as a backdrop for his topic, How to COVID-Proof Your Marriage. If you are new to this show, we're on the air every Monday at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or by calling 1-877-544-3546. This is a listener-sponsored broadcast, so if you like this show, consider supporting us by making a donation at elimcounselingministry.com. Let's go right into today's show. In beginning today's show, I'd like to read from Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 21 to 24, and I won't read every verse, but I'll, I'll select a few verses that I think are pertinent to the topic that I'm going to be discussing today, which is how to COVID-proof your marriage. And it's it's pertinent in the sense that what the people in those days were going through is very similar to what we're going through today in the midst of the COVID crisis. And you could apply almost everything that is said in this passage that I'm going to read to the situation today. So Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 21 to 24 reads as follows. Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. It has removed the children from the streets and the young men from the public squares. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about This, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. When calamities like the one in our text and the present day COVID uh, occur, the impact is felt on many levels. There is for sure the financial impact. Our text alludes to that as it states in verse 23, Let not the rich boast of their riches. But there is also the social impact that is alluded to in verse 21, where I read that the children are cut off from the streets and that the young men are cut off from the city squares. And this is exactly what is happening in our societies, in our society today. Children at some, at one point could not 
play in the streets or in the parks as they were accustomed to. Young men could not socialize in the city square. The city square in biblical time was a time of rejoice, a, a place of rejoicing, a place where people would socialize. And the text is saying that that space is now empty. The young men are cut off from the city squares. And yes, there is also the loss of lives when things like the COVID uh, crisis occurs. And our text alludes to that using very figurative language and language that is quite gripping as a matter of fact, as it states, quote, that death has climbed through our windows and has entered our fortresses. Put all of this together and we get a grim but a perfect picture of the stress and uncertainty that is unleashed on society when catastrophes like the COVID pandemic occurs. One of the casualties that are often overlooked when we think of a pandemic such as COVID is the impact that such pandemics have on relationships. Statistics are already showing that the incidents of domestic violence are up and we can, unfortunately, expect that there will be a spike in divorce rates in the months ahead as a result of COVID. If there are cracks in your relationships, COVID will expand these cracks. If there are things that have been avoid that you have been avoiding to deal with within your relationship, COVID will bring these things to the surface. In today's show, how to COVID proof your marriage, I will be looking at six practical things that you can do to protect your marriage from falling apart as a result of this COVID crisis. In addressing these six things, I will be drawing on psychological and biblical references and research to support the points that will be presented today. The first point I want to to talk about today, and I think this is crucial, that if you're going to COVID-proof your marriage against if you're going to COVID-proof your marriage so that it doesn't fall apart in the midst of this pandemic, the first point is to avoid monotony and boredom. Avoid monotony and boredom. We all know the term bored to death, and we think of this as a, a figurative way of speaking. But there is actually psychological proof that boredom can literally kill you, that boredom can actually, boredom, that boredom has devastating consequences. Scientists have proven that people who become bored are more likely to engage in risky behavior, some of which could literally kill the person. For most people, boredom is is something that is trivial, but there's a much darker side. Bored people 
tend to engage in activities to become depressed, to develop drug addictions, to become alcoholic, to in involve in compulsive gambling, eating disorder, hostility, anger, and poor social behavior, according to certain studies. And according to James Dank Dankert, a neuroscientist at the University of Waterloo in Ontario, People who have traumatic brain injuries often after receiving their treatment and becoming better uh, engage in risky behavior such as taking drugs, jumping out of planes and pursuing lifestyles that they didn't pursue before. And according to James Dankbert, Dankert, he's saying that these people are doing so because of the tremendous boredom that they had to go through when they couldn't do anything. So it's as if now they're, they're acting out of that boredom and it, it is putting them at risk for literal death. We also have a biblical example of this. Yes, we do have a biblical example in Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1 to 5. And we know the story about David and Bathsheba, but how many of you have, have, have think of this story, thought about this story from the point of view of David's boredom? Let me read the text and you will get a picture that David was bored. We read in Second Samuel 11, starting at verse 1, that in the spring, at the time when kings went off to war, David sent Job out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. David was bored. He, as the king who was supposed to be part of the battle, the time when kings went off to war, David was at home. And we read in verse 2 of that passage that one evening David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. So the king is bored. He's in bed, and he has nothing to do. I think that was before you had, you know, uh, sports and television, and you could entertain yourself to what's going on. So he's in bed. There's no, no, no channel, no cable to watch, no internet to surf. And David is bored. David is in bed, and he gets up, and he's walking around on the roof of the palace, we are told. And, and the passage continues. From the roof... He saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. So here we have in this passage, David, King David engaging in risky sex as a result of boredom and getting this woman pregnant, getting Bathsheba pregnant. And we all know the story of everything that unfolds, all these sad situations, situations that unfolded from David's action out of it out of his boredness so i'm i'm saying 
out of his boredom. So I am saying that if you are going to, if your marriage is going to survive this crisis, this COVID crisis, you need to avoid boredom. It is so easy for us to get into the state where we started, we start doing everything the same way every day. We have no change to our life. We have no routine. We are just bored because we days passed and we are not leaving the home. That's a recipe for disaster because with that boredom, your anxiety will grow. Your depression will grow. And like how people turn to alcohol and drugs to get rid of their boredom, you are likely to slip into bad, into maladaptive behaviors as a result of that boredom. It's not surprising that some of the clients that I am seeing through this during this time are clients who, for the first time in their lives, are engaging, are having affairs that they have never had before. Why? They are bored. There's also another saying that the devil finds work for idle hands. And this is another way of saying when you have nothing to do and you are bored, temptation seems to spring out of nowhere as it does, as it did with King David. So the first point, if you're going to COVID-proof your marriage, you need to stay clear of, of being bored. You need to find things to occupy your time so that you do not fall prey. Don't stay indoor all day. Do not do the same thing every day. Plan fun things to do as a couple. Have a date night. Connect with friends online. These are all things that you can do. Have a game night. These are all things that you can do to avoid boredom while you're going through COVID. The second point is to avoid overloading. And by overloading, I mean the tendency to dump everything on your partner. Now, there's a big temptation to do this now because uh, couples are spending a lot more time together than before COVID. So the temptation is we have all of this time together. We, we have all of this opportunity to talk. And now we are going to just talk talk about everything that we haven't talked about for 10 years, everything that has gone wrong in the relationship. Now that will lead to overloading and and you, your partner will become frustrated or you will become frustrated if your partner is doing that to you. So the second point, avoid overloading. Overloading can cause the, 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 the falling apart of your relationship. We see Jesus using tact in dealing with the woman at the well in John chapter 4. He had something to say to her, but he didn't just go to her at the well and start talking and saying, you have had five husbands and the man that you're with now is not your husband. That's what's wrong in your life. No, Jesus used tact. He, he talked about other things in leading up to what he had to say. He chose a specific time in that conversation to say the main thing that he wanted to say to this woman. And even if he had said the right thing at the wrong time, that the effect that he had on her would not have happened. So timing is very important. Do not just... Uh, 
Do not just overload your partner because they're around to, to find opportunities to just talk about everything that is going wrong. Select a time, plan a meeting, and allow what you have to say to be done within the context, to be talked about in the context of that meeting. If you overload your partner, your partner will become frustrated. So I, I think you, when we think about overloading, we also need to bear in mind that we need to be sensitive to our partner's emotional state when we're about to talk about issues. If you say the right thing at a time when your partner is not in the best emotional state, you're not going to get a good response. So avoid times when your partner is hungry. That will result in overloading. Avoid time when your partner is in the middle of something that they're already really stressed. Maybe they have a deadline that is coming up for, for work and they're working away hard at it and it has been a, a hard day in meeting that deadline. Maybe that's not the best time to talk about what's not going well in the bedroom or the financial difficulties that you have. Those those times will, if you choose that time, you will not get a good result. So the next point that I would like to, to talk about here today is the importance. The third point is spend time alone. Spend time alone. Now, this might be seem counterintuitive to what I have talked about before or what we know, what we normally get in terms of marriage advice in doing date night and spending time together praying and all of that. But there is a very great an important need for us to spend time alone. And that is especially true for relationships that one person is an introvert. And in most relationships, I would say maybe 80 to 90%, at least one partner is going to be an introvert. It's very rarely that you have two partners and they're both extroverts. So, Opposites do attract. So I would say in the vast majority of marital relationship, at least one partner is an introvert. And it's important to realize that you need to spend time alone in order for that relationship to be healthy. The temptation with COVID is that couples have so much access to each other and they're around each other all the time that there is no alone time that is allowed for any partner. And especially in cramped spaces, this can become overwhelming for someone who is an introvert. And especially if you have a, that other partner who is an extrovert who wants to talk all the time or wants to do something all the time, this can eat away at the fabric of the relationship. And so it's important to spend time alone. So uh, Dr. Martin Lan. Lani has explained th this difference between introverts and extroverts by looking at it from the neurochemical level in terms of the neurochemical dopamine. 
And she says that introverts have a very high sensitivity to dopamine. So for an introvert, they don't need much to be stimulated. Give them a good book and they're like in heaven. They're stimulated and they can read that book and, you know, they're entertained. And so they don't need much. But an extrovert will need like a crowd of people and friends and music and flashing lights and a lot of stimulation. Whereas an an introvert in that situation because they have a high sensitive they have a high sensitivity to dopamine they will be overwhelmed by that much stimulation so it's important to keep in mind that your partner is not the same like you and that because you're different and opposites often attract it's important to give your partner time alone and i'm not giving here any any advice to people to use this as an excuse for bad behavior, such as your partner not knowing where you are and you're missing for days and you're saying, oh, Michael said I need time alone. That is not what I'm talking about here. Time alone can mean in a part of the house by yourself. You know, you are there, but you are alone. You're getting that because introverts need that time to recharge. And so it's important. So I'm not talking about suspicious behaviors or or actions that are going to, to break the trust in your relationship. I'm talking about doing this in a wholesome way. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, How to COVID-Proof Your Marriage. Elim is a Christian counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Donations help us provide counseling services to the less fortunate of our society and help us to keep this program on the air. Back to Michael. And the fourth point is to establish a routine. Routines are very, very important. Experts say that establishing a consistent daily and even a weekly routine is a way for you to feel that there is some certainty during these uncertain times. A routine, having a routine gives psychological benefits. We know from studies that have been done on families and with children, for example, that family routine have been linked to the development of social skills and academic success. We also know that where adults are concerned, that observational research shows that uh, a routine is good for a person's emotional health and that people who have routines fare better in a wide range of areas. There's also a 50-year study that has been done that was published in the Journal of Family Psychology. And what they found in, in that study is that families who have routines and rituals do a lot better that those families are associated with associated with marital satisfaction and that adolescents in those families have a sense of 
personal identity and that children's health are better in those families and that academic achievements are better for children and, and there is a stronger family relationship in families where there is a strong system of routine and family rituals. So what do we mean by rituals when we talk about family rituals? What are we talking about here? By rituals, we are talking about things that are done in a certain way that forms a part of the family culture. So, for, so for example, a ritual can be having dinner at a certain time. It can be a, a way a birthdays are celebrated, the way you celebrate Christmas. And so rituals can also be the time of day when certain things are done as a family. If you have a time of day that, that you pray as a family, that can be a ritual as well. So it's important as a couple that uh, if you're going to survive this COVID, that you have some rituals that you develop for yourself. So rituals in terms of a couple could mean that you have a night that you set aside as a date night. It could mean, yes, it could mean setting aside time to, to play a, a game, to play a, a, a game night. A rituals could also be in terms of how you go about using your work as a workplace, like working at a specific part in your house or starting work at a specific time each day, even though you're going through through this COVID and you're at home. Treat it like you're going to work. Get up and get dressed. Getting dressed to, to as if you are going to work is also could also be a ritual that keeps you healthy during this time. So, so if you're going to survive, your marriage is going to survive COVID, it's important that you come up with rituals that you do from your home, even, even while you're at home. And don't, because we hate change, you know, we sit in the same pew every Sunday. And there's a reason for that. We're uncomfortable with changes. So whatever you can do to make things normalize, to make things, things seem normal, will help you to cope better during this time. So it, a ritual could also be in terms in terms of what you do on weekends. So, for example, if there is a particular day on the weekend that you exercise, that could be part of a ritual as well. And the fifth point that I would like to point to today is that you need to draw strength from your spirituality. We're told that when Jesus was faced with his crucifixion, that he he spent the night in prayer, praying and preparing. As you're going through this crisis, it's important that you spend time in prayer. I like uh, the story of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 to 4, because we're told there that Jehoshaphat had this overwhelming challenge ahead of him, that all the nations were coming against Jehoshaphat and, and the Israelites. And I'll just read from verse 20, Second Chronicles 20, verse 1 to 4. After this, the Moabites and Amorites, and with them some of the Muonites came against Jehoshaphat for a battle. Some, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and beyond. And behold, they are 
Hazar Tamar, that is Engidi. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah. They came to seek the Lord. So Jehoshaphat was afraid. He he doubled down on his spirituality. He turned to God. So if your marriage is going to survive COVID, I implore you to implement this point. Turn to your spirituality. Draw strength from your spirituality. Find time to pray together as a couple. Uh, pray about the things that concern you. Take your worries to God in prayer. All the psychological studies show that spirituality is a great way of coping. And the sixth point that I'm going to close with today is that you need to get professional help. If your marriage is really struggling or if it is heading that way, it's important for you to get professional help. Don't don't be ashamed to get professional help because getting professional help is a wise thing to do. Don't wait until it's too late. I've seen so many people who wait until it's too late. So there you have it, the six points today, how to COVID-proof your marriage. If you have missed the first part of this show, then you can listen to it by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com, where the show will be post on our website. We also want to remind you that we are a non-profit organization, so we depend on your your support to stay on the air. You can donate to us by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Counseling, and you can become a Patreon of this show for as little as $5 monthly. You can also support us by donations through our website at elimcounselingministry.com. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.